I am thrilled to announce that Enactor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym, and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at Kind Farms Inc., all one word. That's K I N D P H A R M S I N C. And their website is kindfarmsinc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today on An Actor Despairs, we have the badass and the hilarious Hassie Harrison. Hassie's been crushing the game and has been pursuing this for a long time. You know her from Broken Lizards, Tacoma FD, and right now she's in the middle of her debut on the show Yellowstone with Kevin Costner, Wes Bentley, and too many others to name. I'm so excited for all the amazing things that are coming her way, and I'm so grateful that she came on, and we just shared a lot of laughs and a lot of honesty. I love you, Hassie. Here it is. Hassie Harrison, welcome to an Actors Fairs. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for yeah. having me. Oh, it means so much. I'm such a big fan of yours. Uh, you know, I, I, I loved, uh, you know, The Broken Lizard. What are they? Are, are they comedy troupe or a comedy production company? Yeah, or... they're kind of all of the things. But yeah. yeah. So when I saw that, you know, obviously, like, you're, you're a superstar on that. And then Yellowstone, you know, anything that Taylor Sheridan does, I follow him. And Wes Bentley's always been like the career that I've wanted. So I just always <laughs> worshipped him. And so it's so cool to see you on that now. And, you, and you're crushing the game. And I'm, oh, I'm, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It took me a second to get here, but, you know, hey, all in good time. I got a podcast, so you're crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me. You grew up in Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Texas, in Dallas, and kind of like um, around like the whole ranching world a little bit too. And um, and yeah, you know, I, I kind of just always had that feeling that this, you know, coming out here and chasing this dream was uh, going to be a part of my future. Um, my mom was super involved with the Dallas Children's Theater. And yeah, I was going to say, it, it, one of your parents was an artist, right? I was doing yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah, my mom paints. She, I mean, she does all sorts of visual arts, but um, she she just kind of instilled the importance of being artistic and creativity. And you know, she always took me to go see plays, and and it was so important for her to create a space for kids, you know, who didn't have opportunities to have an after school program. 
and you know and i think you either like what growing up when your parents like something you either i was just gonna say this yeah 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 that is important um so how did it align with your parents thoughts on that like was there a moment was there a play was there you know a, a film like what what was it that was like yeah this is it you know, honestly, like, uh, I have three sisters and the one I'm closest in age to, we're 13 months apart. She and I, like, we watched a lot of movies together. And yeah. I think we just would rewatch the same movies, like in movies we shouldn't have been watching. It was Legends of the Fall, oh, Last nice. of Mohicans, Elizabeth with Kate Blanchett. That was like one of the ones where I was like, wow. And, and, uh, coming to America, I just had oh, this, like, classic. I had this, yeah, airplane, like eight movies on VHS that I would just rewatch over and over. And like my sisters and I know every line from every one of those movies. That's so funny. That's amazing. And then were your other sisters doing the, your mother's children's theater program or um, no? Uh, yeah, some, some were, some weren't. And we kind of all had different paths and different interests and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, so then I, I graduated from high school fairly early and I went to SMU when I was uh 15 turning 16. So yeah, I know. So I got a early and I was going to move out to um I was going to move out to LA and I was yeah. like you know, I got to you got to get started early and my actor's actually cuz uh my cousin is actually an actor but um and he I came out here with my mom and we went and had lunch and he was like, "You know what? Go and like do anything but he was like this town has a real tendency to like eat you alive yeah and spit you back out and he was like if you have like a good education and like solid footing and more life experience you'll probably be a better actor if that's still what you ultimately want to do yeah Um, and you know sometimes i could find myself in two minds about it you know what i mean where there was like after i graduate so i graduated from college i got a degree in archaeology oh so you did graduate yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow, I wow. went. I got a degree in um, like a business, and then I, I I lived in Copenhagen, and I studied European cinema there. Wow. Here, so I, I definitely got like a cool life experience, and like having that, like you know, kind of. Well, I guess it wasn't really a traditional college experience, but um, but yeah. So after that, I moved out here and just kind of you know. So, the, so then, what you graduated college in nineteen. Well, I took a year off um, in between there, but yeah, I was like 20, 19, 20. Wow. And yeah. And then I, you know, I came, I came out here and I think I had a bit of that like type A personality still yeah. of like, okay, well, if I just do this, then I can do that. And like art doesn't work like that. You know, I kind of let that like, um, so I, I went and I went and got in every acting school, I went to Strasburg. I, you know what I mean? Oh, I, like, I went to Strasburg as well. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. In uh, L.A. or New York? In, in, in New York. I'm curious, what made you decide L.A. over New York? Just because Texas is closer to there? Was that the main factor? Yeah, yeah. And I think I knew that ultimately, like, what I grew up watching and wanting to be a part of was movies. And I love theater, and I love theater, but I just knew that... Yeah. Um, I don't know i just i, I it, it shows me a little bit too yeah so then what do you got up love, there may have been some love involved <laughs> <laughs> love that ah got it 
that's what kept me here too. So I get it. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> not, not together anymore, but you know, it happens. Uh, so then tell me when you got out there, you know, I did the LA thing for like eight months and it can just, you're, you're a needle in a stack of needles. How did you start kind of positioning yourself and, and getting into showcases or did you, were you able to get rep before you got there or what was your talk? Yeah. I mean, I, I like, again, so I, I only was in acting school for two years. I wasn't looking for a manager. I didn't want an agent. I, I knew like, I was like, I, I saw this thing that like, young people do where they go out and they like get the per like get the representation too fast and then they get they they almost kind of like jump the gun a little bit where They're it's like, green. Yeah, I knew yeah, I yeah. wanted to be a good actor and then, you know, so um and then yeah, I I I found representation after that and you know, got some indie movies. I I did a show called Heart of Dixie that I got a recurring yeah. on. So I just like had a couple things that like you know, you just got to start building momentum because so much of it is, you know, so much of auditioning is like you have to get casting directors to trust you. You know, oh, you might go yeah. in there and like kill an audition once, but like they need to know that you can, can consistently come in and and show that you're not crazy. And yeah. that you can just, um, you know, do have interesting choices and, and, you know, bring cool things to a character. Was your agent through uh, Strasbourg Showcase? Or were you doing the backstage, like, old email? Yeah, I definitely spent a lot of time on backstage. And then, you know, I was lucky. It was like a friend of a friend was like, hey, you know, um, I finally was like, you know, and he goes, like, I finally reached out to someone and he was like, well, it took you long enough. I was curious. Like, he was like, this is just as beneficial for me as it is for you. Because yeah. I was like, you know, I, I, I'm not the kind of person who likes to ask favors or like leverage something, but it was like, I'd be, I, I was friends with someone who was a manager and knew other managers. So, um, you know, and that's, that was just a, a lucky happenstance. And, and because, you know, the method is Strasbourg and we go there because we want to be character actors. And, you know, obviously because you're so beautiful, I imagine, you know, a lot of the roles you were, you were going out for were like cheerleader and things like that at first. Was that annoying for you to have to deal with that? Yeah. I, I also think that it slowed me down a little bit um, because it, it doesn't feel true to who I am. Like I've yeah. always felt like trapped in a body that didn't feel like me. And it's so cool. Like, you know, the shows I'm on now, it's like, you know, these showrunners see me for me and they're like, Oh, you're not that girl at all. You're yeah. actually more of a dude. And like, no, I, I, I'm sober four years, but right now I'd like be like, let's go get a beer. You know, yeah. like, I just want to get, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so yeah, I, I think it was a lot of that of like being like bimbo number four. And you know, it's, it feels, um, it makes you feel small. It can be, it can yeah. feel degrading. There's just no two ways about it. And, but it's like, you know, seeing it of like, this is a path to that, or, you know, that I got to a place where it's like, I wasn't even in a place to turn things down. But if it was a casting director, I already knew who knew me. I, you know, I, I'd rather just say, I don't want them to keep seeing me this way. Yeah, you know? totally. It's not a representation of, of what you can do. Yeah. Um, are you doing like, I know here in New York, we have it called, one-on-one -on -one. in LA there's like a next level studios were you doing any of those like casting director workshops or you know I I went to um Leslie Kahn and studied comedy there uh, afterwards whoops let me silence that phone okay. um 
So sorry. Um, and, you know, I feel like in my upbringing, I felt like, you know, casting those workshops aren't really like around like they they used to be. They kind of kind of got a bad rap where, you know, if you can't pay for play. Yeah, 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 you have to like pay yeah. to show who you are, and yeah. you know that that kind of something about it kind of like rubs me the wrong way. Where it's yeah. like, and I get it, like you can buy your way in, or you could have this opportunity. But yeah. I also had a lot of friends that were doing them, and it just felt like um, I don't know, I, um, fraudulent, but, maybe. Yeah, you know, there was yeah. something about it that yeah. like kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Where it's like, you know, just have us come in for auditions. And and then for like survival, what did you find yourself doing? Were you were you? Yeah, tables? I mean, I've, I had I've had quite a few little jobs. I I worked at Equinox um, as a Perfect receptionist Equinox. at the spa. Yeah, and got like <laughs> got. I don't know. It, that was a very like LA experience, and it I'm sure you got some pretty heavy stories from that. Opened my eyes in some really big ways, and it's like nothing's better than having like being yelled at by like D-list celebrities of like oh you know there's something working at working in like the spa industry where everything's supposed to be super relaxing. If anything went slightly wrong, you know, I, I would just get yelled at all the time. And Paulie Shore's pissed. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, and, you know, picking up jobs here and there and, you know. Um. How did you stay buoy? Because for me, and I think a lot of other actors out there, you know, you can't turn a corner without seeing a movie set or like a friend that was in your class on a billboard. You know what I mean? Like, what was it that kept you going? You know, even especially during this time of like cheerleader and things that weren't your authentic self. Like, how did you stay just, all right. Don't worry about it. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. You know, you kind of, I guess I, I am disciplined in that way. I'm one of those people that like, I, I notice a lot of my friends like care, like they carry auditions with them. I, I worked for a casting director, um, for like a year and a half. And I learned so much in that experience of like watching what people bring into the room. But like the biggest takeaway for me was like knowing how impersonal it is ultimately and how, little it actually has to do with you because you know it, it's people get picked for the craziest of reasons of yeah. you know things that have nothing to do with their performance and totally. so many times the best actor doesn't get the part yeah and it's like so so i've learned how to like i, I walk out of an audition i'm like all right next and i just move on and like some of my friends are like i don't know how you can do that or they're like yeah. i'm still waiting to hear back and you know but um I also, you know, and I have a lot of friends that are far more successful than me. And, and it was hard. It, it, it is, you know, it's the same, it's that same muscle that like reminds you to just of, of being happy for other people or like knowing that someone else's beauty doesn't threaten my own or that, you know, someone else's success. And I yeah. always say rising tides raise all ships. So, you know, oh, like, I love that. There's always that awkward LA party when your friend books something and like 10 of your friends are there and they all hate you for it, you know, <laughs> but they're all pretending. Ah, we're so happy. You booked your guest star. I think I'm lucky because now all my friends have seen me grinding for so long. They're mm -hmm. like genuinely like, you you deserve this girl. <laughs> Amazing. So then was Heart of Dixie your first guest star that started to really open things up for you? Yeah, yeah. I think that was one where I was able to get kind of an agent off of that because they were like, oh, that's cool. You know what I yeah. mean? So it was... um 
and it was cool. It was on the Warner Brother lot, and it yeah. was like all these like legends had been on that set, and you know, it's so eating the commissary, so cool. It's like George Clooney, you know, <laughs> totally, totally, yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, and it's just like you know, I I was so starry eyed just to get to like see how it happens because. Yeah. You know, there's, there is acting in a class and then doing it in front of all these cameras and understanding that whole, you know, different element to like acting with a camera right next to your face. And and it is different than, you know, doing it in a class or on your couch at home. (laughs) And then once you got that agent from the Heart of Dixie credit, were they able to get you in for less than the cheerleader things and more of the things that you wanted to be going for? Yeah. Yeah, they were. And, you know, and sometimes too, I feel like, you know, it's also just me going in with casting directors and taking that little time to, you know, wrap out with them for a second and then get to know my personality type or get to know me a little better. And, yeah, you know, that's, that's some of my favorite, like favorite people in Los Angeles are just the awesome, awesome casting directors that like, you know, they're the unsung heroes. Yeah, no, no. I got so many here in New York, Sigdae Miguel, Steve Vincent, Pauline Misha that have been so good to me. So I I know what a game changer that can be. And I'm curious, you know, because you booked Tacoma FDU, did you have a comedy improv background? Like, did you do the Groundlings? Did you do... UCB. Ah, Yeah. Yeah. The team, like, did you get that far? No, I did like, I did three years at UCB and I had done, even through Strasburg, I'd done, you know, improv classes and stuff. And I've always kind of, you know, fancied myself as like the, you know, I'm definitely the like crack up of the family. Like I'm definitely that sister who like makes a joke out of everything. (laughs) Like I've always liked to make people laugh. So it feels like a really, you know, um, a privileged thing to get to do, especially like, when we're living in a pandemic, I'm so excited. Our show's yeah. about to come back on, and I'm just like, there's no better medicine than a little bit of laughter and just being able to kind of escape our realities for a second. Uh, totally. And 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 now I, I hate to say this, but that's that's the only UCB left, right? Is the LA one? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. That's yeah. so sad. You know, I hope they're able to bring it back to New York soon because that was a real loss to the community here. Talk to me about doing that, you know, because speaking of like clicky, you know, I know the UCBLA can be really clicky. Was that a good experience for you or was that, you know? Yeah, I think I recognized that a little bit. And, you know, like, so one of the guys on my show, a guy, Eugene Cordero, who I just think is the funniest, greatest human ever. He, he came up in the New York UCB with Tina Fey. And, you know, I'm so lucky because in a lot of time, you know, it's like, who you get to do improv with. It's, it's so akin to like playing tennis with someone better than you is that like, you know, I now get to do improv with this guy who is taught and is, you know what I mean? And, and that's up to my game so much, but yeah, I mean, I think that I, I could feel that there's a little bit of clickiness around that world. And I had kind of like heard some stories and stuff and, you know, it's just, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious to ask you, because I know a lot of agents when they see, you know, someone like yourself that, is incredibly beautiful and has improv experience. They want to get him a hosting. Was that something that they, your agent tried to do for you? Or were you like, no, that's not me. No, I never, never 
was interested in hosting or that nobody ever put that out there. So Got I, it. Because I think, I think that's what, what happened to, like, uh, Mar- you know, Maria Menounos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just curious. But that's awesome, yeah. man. I, I, I guess, you know, I, I've never had the interest to host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more of a journalist, you know. Mm-hmm. So then talk to me about, uh, you know, how did the audition come your way for Tacoma FD? That was um, that was at that time when I kind of realized I, I I just I actually was on a family vacation and I had um, well firstly I was doing this movie Max Reload and the Nether Blasters that's coming out later this year and I uh, the audition came across my desk or metaphorically got an email and I yeah. I, did, I put it on tape and I just had this weird feeling I was like I think this is like my role. And it was like a girl with a bunch of dudes who, you know what I mean? It was just, yeah. like, it just felt right. And I was like, I, and I never say this. And I was like, I think I'm going to get this. And then I like literally see in the trades, like two weeks later, they cast another girl. And I was like, eh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> what? Guess my intuition's off. So anyways, I'm, I'm on this family trip and I kind of just like, you know, I was telling my mom, I was like, I just, I don't know if it's going to work out for me. And, you know, I'm starting to think about other things that like would fulfill me in the same way. And, and it was like, and then like the next morning I got the audition for Tacoma again and that they had to recast that part. Oh, wow. After doing the pilot and it had gone to series and I was like, uh, Okay. And they were like, you can put it on tape. And I was like, nope, I'm flying home. And so I kind of like, you know, bet on myself. I just knew that I wanted to be in the room with those guys because I'm like, clearly they want a girl who can like kick back and chill and, you know, can create a fun, loving space. And and so I just knew that going in and like the first audition I went in and, and I still had to jump through hoops. I went in for it four times. And, um, and every time it was like, and I'd never really seen this on the audition. They were like, Hey, we'd like to sit and chat with them for a little bit yeah. you know, afterwards. So like, I ended up staying there for like 30, 40 minutes each time. And wow. Just, just to make like, sure that shit. the bro chemistry was there. Yeah. 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 And Got like it. Steve Lemmy, one of my showrunners, he, he was like, yeah, you came in and you like threw your leg up on a chair, like Captain Morgan. You're like, What's up? <laughs> like, he, there he was like you just had this kind of we just kind of knew that you were you were the girl you were Lucy and um so yeah that's you know and four auditions was, later <laughs> that, that was your first like long-term character experience yeah. right yeah yeah I booked a pilot and I shot a pilot for ABC that didn't go to air but this was like the first thing and you know to be a one the lead girl too was its kind of own pressure and to fill someone else's shoes who had already shot it was also a weird thing. Yeah. Um, Cause it was like, everybody knew her and it was like, kind of, but, but it, you know, ultimately it's like, what, what is meant to be? Yeah. Be. It's creative. You know, sometimes, you know, like game of Thrones, they had to reshoot that pilot. And I know people that were in that, you know, and imagine <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But I'm curious then, you know, because this is a reoccurring theme I talk about on this podcast a lot is, is finding your voice. Do you feel like on that set working with these, you know, improv comedic legends that you were able to kind of find, you know, just like not, not, not be in your head and just to kind of like live in the moment, whereas not being like, oh my God, I got to 
nail this line this way. And if I don't get that right, then this is going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially going into the second season, I really, as a comedic actress had found my voice. I always say that like, if you can do comedy, you can do anything. You know what I mean? It's such a exacting and it's so, so much harder than drama. It really is. So I just, you know, that, that to me, it's a challenge that I, I really enjoy. And, you know, it's cool because I, I, you know, it's kind of weird to be like my voice. I don't really think of myself that way, but I, I don't mean to be pretentious. Sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, you're, yeah. totally, you're totally, I'm just like, sometimes I'm a little unself-aware, but I saw that I had created a voice for myself in seeing what they had written for me in the next season. Yeah. Cause season one, they'd already written it with, a, with someone else in mind or just not knowing that it was going to be me, that I'd be Lucy. And then season two, like, I was working with my acting guy and he was like, I don't really have any notes for you on this. Like they know you now. They like got, they like got your number. And I was like, yeah, he was like, he was like, you're going to be great. You did like, you don't need me. Which coach you use in LA? Um, a guy. Well, I don't work with him anymore. Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. This is even- Tom Draper. No. Oh, okay. Tom Draper. Isn't that the guy from Madman? Uh, that's Don Draper. But I work with Tom Draper. <laughs> Tom yeah, is- I remember John Hamm on this. <laughs> <I do. laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. it was just cool to see that they had like written for my voice and written for me and like knowing me and like where I come from and kind of like my more tomboy sort of way. In season two, as they yeah. picked up on all that, that's amazing. And then being on a show like that, I know X amount of years blocked out every year to do that. What were films coming your way that you were trying to squeeze in? Or was it too hard to balance both? Yeah. I mean, like, what's cool about um, Tacoma is, like, we shoot it pretty quickly. Um, And, you know, so I was able, I was able to do Yellowstone in my, you know, most people would never be able to balance, uh, like, I, you know, I'm I'm so lucky to be able to do the two shows. So I was doing Yellowstone in my kind of break between season one and two of Tacoma. And how did Yellowstone come your way? Um, I'd gotten close on a part and, um, and a friend of a friend was like, uh, is friends with Taylor Sheridan. And I think he basically called him up and was like, Hey, do you know this girl? Like she's kind of (laughs) in his own words, he always describes me as the female Matthew McConaughey. And he was like, (laughs) you gotta know this fucking girl. She's so fun and cool. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, I basically, you know, I can tell this like story afterwards is that I, they, they had me do this like small audition with literally three lines. And then I, um, I, I got the part. I was actually in Ireland when I got the part and I was already a fan of the show. So like, I'm literally, yeah. I, my sisters were in the room. I started crying. It's like so over the top, but it was like, I just, you know, as a girl who grew up in the South and being yeah. like, kind of portrayed that, like, Americana world and being on a rodeo, getting to ride a horse to work. It's just so, so cool. So anyways, yeah. And, and, you know, having talked to Taylor afterwards, he was like, Oh no, I saw you figured out what you were about. He was like, I basically wrote the role for you. Um, which was like, you know, it's like still one of those things. I'm like, what is so surreal? It really is. It's so cool. Um, and you know, I, I don't want to give too much away because I know we just or episode five is about to air on Sunday. So you're you're about to appear 
Well, you've appeared by the time this airs, but yeah. uh, what can you kind of give us a clue about what's what's in store for the rest of the season, being as broad as possible for your character? Yeah, I mean, Taylor Sheridan is an incredible writer, and his ability to like build suspense through the show, like I. I've been buying it on iTunes, so I get the episode the next day. So Me I too. <laughs> episode. And, like, episode four was so – I mean, you know, he just – he's such an incredible writer. And, like, yeah, so my part on the show, without giving anything away, is that I, I play a barrel racer who comes on, um, finds her way onto the Dutton Ranch, and I just start, like, stirring up mischief and yeah. – um, you know, and it's just so cool to like have someone like Sheridan who he, he authentically comes from this world and. Yeah, he does because he's in the, he's made a character in the, uh, uh, sorry, he's made an appearance a few times and I didn't know if that was like because he is that or just because. Oh, oh, he is so, like he is so authentically everything he writes about. And I think that's why people like it so much is, you know what I mean? That he, it speaks to like all the ranchers I personally know think yeah. it's the best show that's ever been on television because nobody's really written a show for them. No. And you know, it's like, it, it, it it's such a niche demographic. And it, what's cool is to see a show like that, where it's like, he clearly wrote it for, you know, like it, he said himself, he's like, how many shows are there about like New York mobsters? Like they have so many shows about them. Yeah. So it's like for, for, you know, ranchers and people who live out in rural way and you know farmers and stuff it's something that they can identify with and relate to and i think that it just you know he started advertising it by like putting up you know billboards at rodeos not on you know not on rodeo (laughs) so and and i think that it just created an authentic um audience that just kept building and building and now it's like people i would never expect to be into the show they're like it's my favorite show yeah totally and how how was it working you know or i don't want I don't know if this is giving anything away, but like, you know, you have Kevin Costner, Wes Bentley, Cole Hauser, you know, uh, so many other amazing actors in the show. What's it like, you know, because as an actor, it's, it, it can be really hard to come onto a set that's already got an established rhythm and a core base of characters. And you're this new reoccurring. They can be, I've heard it going either way where they're, everyone's really welcoming and it's awesome. Or it's like, you got to fight to prove yourself. Yeah, well, I'm pretty fortunate where, I mean, also you pick up my vibe. I come in hot. Like, yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> like, you either like me or you don't. It's a take yeah. it or leave it situation. Yeah. But like, luckily, um, luckily, like all those guys are so sweet and cool. And they're just, so I can, I think I can say this. So my first, um, my very first scene, and of course I was nervous going into it, but um, it was not with Kevin Costner. But I'm like, they like get us ready. They're about to roll. And then like Kevin Costner just rolls up and, and everyone, you know, everyone's like, Hey, Kevin, da, da, da. And they're like, he was like, Hey, don't, don't mind me back to work, everyone. And then he just like pulls up a seat and in the room behind a camera to just like, and just sitting there with his coffee and, you know, it's early morning or whatever. And he's just drinking his coffee. And I'm like, Oh shit. He's going to like watch this. <laughs> wow. Um, but no, he's like, he's in so incredibly nice. They're all lovely people. They all love and are proud of the story they're telling and are grateful to be there. And you can just feel that, you know, it's like, yeah. I also think it's also cool. It's not a show about a bunch of like teenagers or, you know what I mean? Twi- early 20 somethings, you know, these are a lot of 
grown it's grown-ups and they act like grown-ups you know what i mean and you appreciate that totally. and what, what i gotta ask like culture wise what's it like shooting in montana has that been awesome yeah, it's cool. So we we shoot part of it in Montana and then part of it in uh, Park City's Utah. Okay. Shot um, part of season three. Um, and which, uh, which one is the ranch in Montana? Or the is ranch that... is, is in Montana. Okay, okay. Of, it's in Darby. Got it. Um, and I mean, it's just so cool. It's kind of like you always hear actors say that, like you know, wearing the costume puts them into character, but like being up in those mountains and like having that time. And like, yeah. I love, like some people like to go to the beach for their vacation. I'm like a mountain girl through and totally. through. Like for me, it's such a cool way to just, you know, get a free trip in. <laughs> yeah. Explore. That's awesome. And then I'm so curious, you know, what, what else do you have in the works? I know you mentioned that the possible other seasons for these, but like, what are some other things that are, you know, um, I have a movie coming out. Okay. Um, Max Reloading the Nether Blasters. I, it's uh, Kevin Smith is in that. Greg Grunberg. Oh, I saw a photo with you and Kevin Smith. Now that makes sense. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. cool. And it's like, it's like, um, it's kind of like a love letter to retro vintage, like gaming. And it's kind of like in the Ready Player One. Okay. Er, Ernie Klein already approved and said he can't wait to see it. Like, he, you know, who wrote Ready Player One. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's a, there's, it's just a fun kind of cool thing. And I, I shot that when I booked Tacoma. So it took a second to come out. We did, um, we did a month straight of night shoots, which for wow. me was such like a learning experience where like yeah. I'd done night shoots before, but nothing on that. You had to become nocturnal. Truly nocturnal. Yeah. yeah. I like just every, every day I was waking up around 6 p.m. And then getting dropped off at my hotel room at nine in the morning and like watching people go start their day. And I was like, gave me such like reverence and appreciation for people who like, you know, work, work those kinds of hours with no end in sight, you know? What was it like working with Kevin? You know, he's been such an iconic filmmaker in the independent scene for so long, you know, How, how was that experience? It was amazing. He's, he's a super gracious guy. Um, he's super, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is, I, I keep saying, I don't know if I can say this, but like okay. he actually, um, had his health scare like four days after we shot that. Um, wow. but he just couldn't have been nicer. He would like gave me a bunch of great advice and, you know, he has a daughter and, and he was like, you know, as I, like things I tell my daughter and he was just so sweet and, and cool about everything. And, um, and, and Greg Brunberg too, is also an incredible actor who really like took me under his wing and was like, um, you know, he, he, he's buddies with the broken lizard guys. And when they, you know, when I was getting close, he was like, Oh, you know, he like, he, he was rooting for me and kind of coaching me through stuff. And, you know, you, you appreciate people like that because, you know, it's hard to find cheerleaders or people that'll campaign for yeah. you without something, you know, agenda and, and when yeah. you get, People, like appreciate them, thank them, recognize them because I don't know. That's and and you do that for other people. That's so beautiful. I love that. That's amazing. And you know, now that we're kind of living in this pandemic crisis, and you know, there's kind of a big question mark about when when we'll ever get to do what we love to do again, and how soon, and under what circumstances. And I'm curious, you know. 
with all this time that we've had to reflect, what, what are some things that you want to do in the future? You know, like characters or projects or filmmakers, what are some goals you have? Um, you know, that's an interesting thing. I think I'm just now in a place where I'm like letting myself dream this big. Yeah. I yeah. To a certain degree, I was just kind of like grateful for where I could find my voice. And, and, you know, I think I'm, I'm so proud to have grown as a comedic actress and have the skills to go, you know, you always want to be able to like make people laugh on a bigger scale or, or yeah. community. you know, I just like, I think for me, it's so about, you know, having roles where I know I can find a way into the character and being able to represent a different type of woman, you know what I mean? And, and I'm, so I, I look for those opportunities and then, you know, it's like, of course, I'm like, I'm, I'm a very physical person. I do jujitsu. I like, I would love to get to do an action movie or something like that. Um, you remind me of she, Sheila Vand. Sheila Vand. She's an actress who works all the time. She's really funny. I'm sure uh, she's on um, the new show Snowpiercer. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys just have um, a very similar energy. Oh, cool. I'm going to yeah. go watch the stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. But, all- yeah, you know, I just, like, I, another part of me is, like, I just, I'm still so smitten with it all. I'm just grateful to work. And I'm every time that opportunity comes up, I'm just, like. What, what oh. about writing? Is that something that interests you at all? Yeah, I, I write a little bit. I'm still a little um, shy about it. You know, it's yeah. like half the battle is putting yourself out there and showing other people. But also on a producing level, I see, you know, I'm, I'm great at connecting people. And, and, you know, I have a good eye for projects and stories and stuff like that. So without a doubt, I think there will be more of that in my future. Um, but right now, it's just so fun to get to, like, sit in this role as an actor yeah. who's getting to, like, learn from people and... Getting um, to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> getting to work. Are you, are your parents thrilled? Did your sisters ever pursue it? No, no. One of my uh, sisters has a travel agency to Cuba. The other one it has a fashion line. We all kind of do our own things. You want, but... you want to shout them out now or, or I don't want to, is that bad? Conscious Cuba, shop Bailey Harrison. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, sorry. What, 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 what you ask me again? Uh, God, I had a great question. I thought, um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> <laughs> well, we just watched your family. Oh, did they pursue it? And how do your parents, uh, oh, oh, my parents? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. so basically me getting Yellowstone, my dad thinks I am Meryl Street now. Like it's hilarious. I'm like, dad, okay, calm down. It's not like I'm not a main character. I'm just like he's in in his voice. He's like, well, hey, see, I'm I'm just so proud I could spit, baby. I just knew this was gonna happen for you. So uh, because so, of the content like, or because of Kevin Costner? I think all of it. Just yeah. being Western and things that like his his friends know about. And yeah. you know, I think my parents were always very supportive of you know this path for me. And you know my as as is my mom and so it's just cool to um you know a part of me of course it feels good to make your parents proud yeah that's so beautiful and i gotta ask you you know i know this is a bit of a heavy question but you know try to answer it in the best way you can for all the young you know hasties out there that maybe graduated high school early and are going to college and are trying to figure out their way around this acting thing any advice or words of wisdom you would have for them 
Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe I'm just echoing things that you'll hear everywhere else, but you just got to be consistent. You got to stick with it and you got to be okay with the valleys. And for 95% of actors, it is more valleys than peaks, you know? And, and I think we all kind of like look up and do the compare and despair of the Margot Robbie's or the the people that just jump from one job to the, to the next. We can't all be Shea Wiggum. Like (laughs) miles teller for me. (laughs) But you know, and, and, and just knowing that whatever your path is, is right for you. And, and, just being okay with it and just showing up every day and doing the work. And I think having like a child's mind around it and just, you know, um, keep studying and keep, keep making friends. I think what we do is such a team sport and, you know, I, I work begets work for, for real in this town, you know, it's like make it and, and in a really genuine way, I'm not saying networking, but you know, just like I said, those people that kind of have been, you know, um, angels in my life and it's like i've done things to return the favor and 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 you yeah. know all that stuff comes full circle it's a very pay, like, pay forward pay it forward yeah yeah i know i guess my biggest thing is just keep your chin up just yeah. keep swimming from nemo <laughs> i love that <laughs> um did did do you still work with an acting coach at all do you still do scenes like how do you stay inspired during the lockdown what has been the key for you staying inspired yeah. I mean, to be honest, I've been pretty lucky. I've had a lot of, um, auditions still coming in. Oh, wow. Are you in LA? Yeah. I'm in LA and yeah. everything's on tape now. And, yeah. um, and I've been able to, you know, be creating characters still. And then honestly, for me, such a big part of acting is just studying other actors and watching movies. And it's like, I've literally watched every West I've watched. 20 Western movies in the last month of just like getting in that feel and like picking that vibe up. So, you know, I think that it's different than for every person. And I also, there were times like I got burned out on acting class, you know, and it wasn't right for me anymore. Um, I reached a point where it was like, it almost was there to like, it felt like it was making me feel small. Um, and it's like always be acting, but like, you don't always have to be, and, and, I didn't really want to spend any more money on it. It was like, you know, there's that element of it too. So it's like honor the ebbs and flows of whatever you need to do to, um, keep it fun. Yeah, I totally, I love that. Any, any chance you would ever do theater? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. I could totally see you on the stage. Come to New York. Yeah. I mean, I would love to, I, I mean, living in New York, having a stint there is definitely a bucket list thing for me. Like I'm, I have been manifesting a project that takes me there. That would make I'll, me very, I'll write it. It'll be good. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Cassie Harrison, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's so fun talking with you. You're a total bro. And I mean that in the best Aww. sense of that term. And let's, let's hang in LA and get coffee sometime. And I'm so grateful for you taking the time to come on and give back and, Let's do this again on Yellowstone season four. I would love that. Thank you yeah. so much, Ryan. And yeah. honestly, your podcast is awesome. I listen uh-huh. to like so many of uh, you. You have, you're such a great interviewer. So thank you're you. You're awesome. And you mean so much to me. And I'm so excited. You're about to take out the whole world. You know, Margot Robbie better be running scared because <laughs> Cassie Harrison is coming. 
<laughs> I appreciate it. I hear they're trying to reboot Harley Quinn, so I'll give him a call. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's all love, but thank you so much. You bet, man. I'll talk all right. to you soon. All right, talk Bye. soon. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.